This is the Amazing Starts Here podcast. That's Billy Horner. My name is Keith Rad. Thanks for following on Apple, Spotify, wherever you catch the show. We're getting ready for the year. And today we talk with AA Binghamton Rumble Ponies broadcaster, Jacob Wilkins. So we have our four levels. We're all set. We've got our, our rosters for our May 4th opening day. And Bill, it was nice to talk to somebody in the Mets organization who's getting ready in other places because we have work up to our eyeballs and it's nice to hear other people do elsewhere in the system. Yeah. Misery loves company, right? That's, that's, that's the thing. So <laughs> all of us across the, the country, all these 120 teams are all in the same boat. We're lucky enough where we got about two weeks of extra time to get the ballpark ready, but uh, baseball doesn't stop. You know, we, we, we open up on Tuesday just like everybody else. So uh, it was interesting to, to talk to him and, and hear his process and getting ready and, and uh, sort of a, a very, uh, 10,000 foot overview of, of their roster and, and some guys that have been there and, and some guys that are new to, to Binghamton and uh, should be some enjoyable baseball played up uh, up in, I guess, in central New York? Northern central? central? New York. I don't know. Anything, nor- <laughs> anything north of the Yankee Stadium is upstate. So. Oh, I mean, just yeah, somewhere up city, guys. So that's, that's, that's the answer is, oh, you're upstate. <laughs> oh, Westchester. Oh, upstate is also Syracuse. So. And, uh, and for folks who don't know Jacob uh, Wilkins fully, he, he came on late in 2019. Tim Hyman was the voice of the Rumble Ponies for years and years and years, and he did a tremendous job and decided to, to take a left turn and to, to move out of baseball into a, as we in the broadcasting world would, would understand it as, quote-unquote, a real job uh, after after crushing it in the in the booth for, for a long time. So Jacob jumped in a little bit late in 2019, but he's part of the family now, uh, and we're happy to have him. So enjoy our conversation with Jacob Wilkins for the 2021 preview of the Binghamton Rubble Ponies season. All right, Jacob, it's good to see you. When we see you, we know it's uh, Binghamton Rubble Ponies time. So long off season, a lot to unpack. How are you feeling? How excited are you to get going again? Oh, well, Keith and Billy, thanks for having me. Uh, I feel like I'm an elite company with some of the guests you've had, you know, Jay Horowitz and uh, you know, Anthony DeComo, you know, I'm just a guy and amongst the list. Uh, but, uh, uh, speaking of unpacking, I apologize for the viewers that can see my virtual background. I am in the packing process. Um, nothing like, uh, moving right before the season. Yeah. Every, everything's good though. Really excited for the, for the season. Yeah. As broad, broadcasters, if we're, if we get a bed, we're pretty excited to, uh, to that's be right. There. That's right. Uh, so what's, what's up with Binghamton as far as, uh, getting ready for the season? Um, have you been back at the stadium walk, walking around, dusting off the old scorebook and getting ready to go here? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The scorebook, uh, that's one thing where I've, I've been holding on to it. And actually someone had asked me uh, the old Bob Carpenter scorebook, what, what scorebook I use. So it's nice to pick that one back up and really nice to be in the booth. Um, even, you know, with, with just maybe our, our video production head, um, in, in, in our press box. Um, so it's been, it's been exciting to see the ballpark. Um, obviously this year is unlike any other in terms of preparation. And it's funny for me, I, I came up here in 2019, but in May of 2019. So, um, my predecessor, Tim Hyman actually, you know, got the season going. So, this is my first, because of, of last year, um, launch of a season. So a lot of it's sort of new and exciting and to have a, a, a true opening day that, to be a part of, um, I can't wait. So what was the, the last year like up in, in, in Binghamton? I mean, I'm sure it's similar to what we've been going through down here. We haven't had a game in 600 days. Keith's been looking out the window and 
calling pigeons flying play by play and uh, yes yes so what was that like for you up there well uh from the play by play standpoint yeah we we did some mlb that you know i feel like there were different phases of the pandemic you know at the beginning uh we obviously tried to remain engaged with the players and do some we could call the catching up with the pony segments of what guys were up to guys like quinn brody will toffee uh tommy wilson um, and that was really interesting, sort of to see them in their own environment and, um, you know, how they were sort of staying fresh and, and active. Um, and we did some MLB The Show games. That was our de facto opening day where uh, I broadcasted that. And I was amazed by the response from our fans and, and the community, um, just the idea. We really it was not a typical broadcast. And it was really about our sponsors and people, you know, first responders um, that, that are involved, that were involved in. Um, helping out in, in treating COVID patients. So that was sort of, I feel like, April through July. And then uh, fast forward to December, we did have 40 inches of snow up here. So uh, that was unique. But no, it's, it's you know, you're just waiting and and um, just, you know, watching the majors to, to feel some sort of connection um, and, and track guys. It was exciting to see Guys like David Peterson make their debut with the Mets um, and Andre Jimenez, who obviously is with the Indians now, but for him to get some playing time. So uh, otherwise, yes, pigeons, uh, they, they tend to hang out near my car. So, uh, you know, I think that was about it. Like everybody else. The the team in 2019. Uh, so, you know, you had, just like you said, you had Tommy Wilson and, and uh, Jimenez and Peterson. What? What were some of those guys like uh, to be around? I know you were thrown into the family here, the Mets family. So what was what was it like to actually, you know, brush shoulders with these guys for a little while? They were great. Um, and I'd add Anthony K to that mix now with the Blue Jays because Anthony garnered a lot of attention. Uh, really, I think I think he was traded right before the trading deadline or a week or so before. So um, Anthony had a lot of requests being a Long Island guy that went to UConn. Um, and uh, grew up a Jets fan. So um, he was really in, enjoyable to be around. Couldn't have been nicer. David Peterson's a great guy. Uh, yeah, t- Tommy's great. And, and um, Tommy didn't start with us. Uh, he came up. And the thing I find, Keith and Billy, that's really fun um, to watch is the progression, you know, as the year goes on. Someone like Tommy Wilson, he would tell you himself, he was a little overwhelmed when he got up here around May. Um, and or late May, and and there was a Memorial Day start that was that was rough, and um, took a little breather, and um, had some of the most impressive pitching performances down the stretch, and getting to know Tommy a little bit through our offseason interactions. Really interesting guy, very creative guy, um, very funny, uh, likes to create YouTube videos and things like that, um, and so. They, they couldn't have been nicer. Kevin Bowles was, was our manager in, in 2019 and um, picked his brain on on so many things. Um, so everyone on the on the staff could could not have been more welcoming. And I think that helped. Uh, uh, what's what's the word? Quicken my adjustment. And I can't uh, I feel like I'm doing doing an Oscar speech here. But Tim Hyman, I, I say. Uh, I say this growing up as a Jets fan, but he let it was like walking into the Patriots here. You know, he had it was such a winning first rate shop that he ran, um, not to mention all the advice and tutorial videos uh, that he put together on the way out and still being a sounding board as um, 
I was getting acclimated, which he didn't have to do. Um, I couldn't have done it without Tim because there's just, as you know, so many facets of the job, whether it's the interaction with players, interaction with media, getting the broadcast on the air. Um, so uh, I certainly feel more comfortable uh, heading into 2021. But at the same time, uh, obviously, it's a whole different sort of season. So you roll with the punches. Yeah, Tim was a legend in, in Binghamton for a while. So it was, it was kind of sad, bittersweet to see him yeah. go. I know he's off to bigger and better things. Uh, but it was funny, you talked about Another Long Island yeah, guy. Uh, you talked about Anthony Kay, yeah. speaking of Long Island guys. And I remember that day in 2019, he got uh, traded. We were up in Vermont. With the Cyclones were up in Vermont. And Colin Holderman, who's slated to be one of your starters this year, uh, I think he had thrown like six innings, 60 pitches, and it was like a question of, is he going back out for the seventh inning or something like that? And as Twitter is rumbling, like Mets making a move, prospects are on the go, uh, here comes Stroman. And uh, I think, Holderman gets out there for like the seventh and uh, Edgardo Alfonso takes him out and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, this is it. They don't want him to get hurt. He's one of the guys. And then later I got on the bus and we had yeah. known that he wasn't one of the prospects and Colin Holderman looked at me. He's like, do the Vermont fans really think me? I was one of the big prospects. I was going to get traded for Marcus Stroman. Uh, that's kind, but, but, right. but that leads me into uh, the roster for this year. For, for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, a, a lot of top 30 prospects, some of the names that I think fans will remember or have heard of, like Mark Vientos, who is uh, s- supposed to be your, your third baseman to start. I mean, what have you what kind of buzz have you heard? I know I know you've been in the family for only so long, but uh, now now being in it a little while, what have you heard about some of these these fresh faces that are that are big names? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I think everyone sort of comes in with a different story. Obviously, Mark has got, gotten a lot of attention and you, you track, you know, um, drafts and things throughout. But, you know, Kevin Bowles told me something. He said, you can't be a cheerleader. And what he meant was not questioning my objectivity, but that we never looked at things the whole year as based on rankings. And I never treated guys based on whether they were highly touted or, or, you know, when, when you're looking for a pregame interview, as you know, Keith, you just want someone that's interesting that maybe the fans haven't heard from before. Um, and so when I look at our roster, obviously, uh, and I think in the next week, we, uh, our home openers may 11th, but by the time we get to that, I'll, I'll be able to give you more definitive answers. And as we compile everything, but, it's a mix of names that are coming back like Will Toffee. It's uh, guys like Riley Gillum that were with us for some of the year. Um, Joe Zangi is another guy. And then obviously got, uh, Luis Carpio. And then we had a guy like Jeremy Vasquez who was with us right at the end for about six games and, and was really impressed, really high energy first baseman. Um, and so, you know, I go back to that 2019 year and sometimes you have stories like we had Mickey Janice who, um, is a knuckleball pitcher in his early 30s, and he was with the Orioles. I'm not sure if he's still with them. Um, but he was a guy our fans really connected with just because they obviously knew him well. But you look at um, – and I try not to get caught up in numbers because we were putting together our media guide, and David Peterson's going to be on the cover. And David's numbers wouldn't blow you away with us, but obviously um, – you're working on things. You're learning how to um, manage a game, how to be just as strong in the sixth inning as you are in the first. So, um, you know, certainly when, when a guy has a great outing, you take notice, um, or if a guy doesn't, you, you, you take notice. But 
now David's probably, you know, our most prominent player from 2019 that's that's on the roster, uh, that's on the Mets roster. So it shows um, how things, you know, how players continue to to grow. And I also think because of the unique nature of the 2020 season that it's hard to judge a player based on 2019 numbers that presumably they've worked on a lot of things. Um, and I know we have a new manager in Lorenzo Bundy, who was supposed to be our manager in 2020. I mean, they are working intently down there um, to make sure these guys are ready to to come up. So um, I'm excited to get to know these guys and our coaches and to, to see some familiar faces. And uh, you know, it's like, it's like a book. Well, we'll see what happens. So everybody this year is sort of having a new experience in terms of these six game homestands and you're not playing everybody in your division or everybody in, in your, your league, I guess. Um, what's your sort of take on that in terms of these six game homestands and not as much travel and sort of some of the changes that have gone on in terms of uh, the new minor league setup? Yeah, I think, you know, it's most importantly, it's what the teams, you know, think <laughs> those guys are, are out there. Um, I think with six game series, you Certainly get to know, uh, you know, the other team's uh, opposing broadcaster well if they're on site or even if they're not because uh, that's a lot of interaction. Fortunately, we have a great group of guys in, in our league. I think it'll be really interesting. I think uh, bullpen management obviously will be interesting. Uh, that's something I'm really eager to ask Lorenzo about, um, our manager, because I think that's where you'll see the most emphasis in terms of decision-making um, and uh, – you know, from a travel standpoint, I'm sure it's it's easier. Um, and, you know, the schedule is, is unique and there's teams we're not playing like Somerset or Harrisburg. Um, and there's, you know, teams we're playing 18 times, you know, or a team like New Hampshire and Portland. So um, I think it'll be good. You know, I think it will certainly be more efficient. I, I understand, you know, why they did it. And, and I think it's, you know, again, try to reduce travel and create uh, – you know, more efficiency. So um, I don't think it, it affects the calling of a game, particularly that much on a nightly basis, particularly in the minor leagues where you could see a lot of, you know, managerial moves in a game anyway. I think the most interesting part to me is that at least in the Mets organization that they're going with a six man rotation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you'll have you know, almost like a, like a college thing where it seems like you're going to have a Tuesday starter, yeah. and a Wednesday starter, and a Thursday starter, I guess, going forward. Um, which makes sense. I mean, a lot of these guys didn't throw uh, much, if at all, last year. If you're looking at, you know, your your roster, you're only going to have a handful of guys that were either at the alternate site or, um, you know, maybe pitched in Australia in some cases uh, or, or played in Australia in some cases. Uh, we talked to Carlos Cortez, um, who, who was uh, down there and one of the few people that got to play baseball in front of fans uh, in 2020, uh, which was, was interesting. Um, so you, you have some of that going on as well, which ha, was, was Carlos in Binghamton at all, or is this going to be his, his first stop over? Uh, this will be his time? first. Yeah, this will be his first. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's a really interesting prospect. Um, you know, we, when we had him on, I spoke, I spoke to him about how he was the kind of guy who, uh, he reminded me of like Moise Salou, where he's going to be 50 and roll out of bed and go two for four. Um, the, the guy just, <laughs> just hits, um, and you know, the, the, to he uh, ambidextrous thrower, you know all that all that stuff. So he's he's an interesting prospect who doesn't get a ton of um, you know top ten you know banging down the door trying to get into the big leagues. But he's a guy who sort of reminds me of Jeff McNeil uh, in terms of he's going to hit and when guys hit they 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 sort of force their way onto the scene. 
And what's it been like not to not to turn the tables on you guys uh, as the it's your show, but to see these guys sort of right out your window, you know, with the alternate site. Um, I mean, that's got to be pretty interesting. Uh, it, it's wild because uh, everything is a bubble. So um, all our ballpark is set up, you know, unlike most um, minor league ballparks where um, there's not a lot of space, I guess. So they're using our concourse um, for for meals. They're using yep. our team store as an indoor space. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're using uh, our first aid room as a video room. So a lot of places that we would typically go, even walking from, you know, our office down to the ticket office, you can't do it because uh, you're you're breaking the bubble, so to speak. So right. there's a lot of uh, interaction in terms of, uh, do you know when these guys are going to get out of here today? So I can, you know, go drop off these order forms in the ticket office or uh, run upstairs to the video room to, to get some uh, highlights that we can use for, for promo going forward. But it's been interesting. I mean, it, it's cool to hear the crack of the bat every now and then, which is something that a lot of uh, baseball stadiums have been missing and, and the sound that I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to hearing next week when things get started. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and a lot of people in the parking lot dodging <laughs> foul balls that they're like, there's a game going on. What's happening in there? Yeah. We get, get the emails from people. Oh, I caught a home run on surf Avenue. Sorry, brother. That was a foul ball. You're in the complete opposite direction. Possible. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to, sorry to, Break your they're on the now. boardwalk. They're on the boardwalk. Yeah, exactly. Minding your business. So this year, Jacob, uh, broadcasters are, uh, of course, qu- crying and upset. Uh, we all are. <laughs> we don't get to jump on the bus and go everywhere and yeah. do everything and, and live that lifestyle. So I've talked to so many off off camera, obviously, and, and people are you know, scratching their head at what to do. What is your plan? Uh, what kind of – how creative do you have to be this year? Are you traveling? Are you driving? Are you taking a scooter? Are you calling the games off a monitor? <laughs> what what does it look like for you this year? Yeah, our plan, at least at, at the start of the season, is that we're doing all the home games, and then we're taking the other team's feed for the road games. Um, and from a, a uh, calling the game standpoint, uh, you know, there, there, there's no crying in baseball, and, and uh, you just got to go with it, you know? Obviously – and I'm a big proponent of being around the batting cage for a variety of reasons. I think um, obviously you can pick up information that not just uh, may be useful for that night's broadcast, but there's nothing better than when you sort of store it away and four weeks later uh, it comes up in a game. Um, the other thing is it really builds trust. Uh, you know, half the battle in life is showing up. And, you know, when you're there, whether it's, now in May, I was going to say in April when it's, you know, really cold, you know, 35 degrees or in August when it's, you know, 100 degrees and, and humid, there is that continuity. And I can't think of a sport where that's more important uh, than than in baseball. I joke around that a couple of years ago uh, in 2019, I took only one weekend off and, and they were encouraging that our front office was very generous. Take, you know, take one weekend off. And I thought the guys would never notice, you know, I, just a guy on the bus. And and I got ragged on uh, for the one weekend uh, on uh, back. So, you know, you're, you're always recognized and you're always not being evaluated, but people see how you handle yourself. So that will be a challenge in terms of the new guys. Um, it helps to be coming in and have hopefully some credibility with our returning guys. But I'm sure um, – while Zoom isn't ideal, it's it's a way to ask questions. Uh, you still try to have a daily rapport with your manager. Um, I still think it's important to ask about, and I think they appreciate 
and I've seen this in the major leagues. Games. I think guys are appreciative of the challenge of the circumstances. And I would always rather ask a guy uh, what happened, you know, if a ball got dropped in center field, you know, the night before than speculate on it. So um, those principles are going to remain the same. Obviously, you know, both sides have to work together, but I, I think we will. Um, and look, you know, it, it's not like this is unique to, to our situation. You, you see it, whether you're, uh, Gary, Keith, and Ron at SNY, or, you know, you're in Brooklyn, Binghamton, Syracuse, St. Lucie. So um, we're all just, you know, got to battle through it. So what's the what's the final cereal bowl of choice before you move into the new place? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking with someone about, um, and I never buy it, but like Lucky Charms really would be a treat. And I was, I was tempted, but I think it's, um, it's one of these granola, grain things usually i've been going you know we have wegmans up here and and they have these i like the high protein you know shredded wheat that sort of thing or special k um uh, you you didn't ask for this and i apologize uh if if you're not interested i i actually like dry cereal with a glass of milk on the side um and that's bizarre and that's bizarre (laughs) uh so (laughs) you know um that's my cereal quirk. Uh, very interesting. Uh, he's ready to go for the 2021 season with his dry cereal. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> and good luck. We're, we're happy to hear your voice again when we hear highlights. And, and with the transition of Brooklyn to high A, we'll be hopefully kicking as many prospects and guys up to you this year. So uh, good luck, my friend. Thank you for, for hopping on. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Billy. And really looking forward to, to working with you guys throughout the season. 